Welcome to the Fantasy Blackboard, your home for all of your fantasy football rankings, tips, and discussion. Class is in session. Here are your hosts, Jonathan and Zach. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Blackboard. I am Zach Helbling. And I am John Cafardi. There it is. Today we're going to go through our running back rankings 13 through 24 we're going to start down at 24 and build up a whole bunch of just pent up i don't know what the word, i forget how to, <laughs> i forget how to use words again we're Where's gonna get all heart? excited we're gonna get all excited and we're gonna say 13 oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump right into it and let's start at 24 <clears throat> sure so um, we're talking that fringe rb2 kind of range right off the bat right now, I have DeAndre Swift, and you have Madison. Yes. Yes, I do. Tell me about DeAndre Swift, Zach. What, what are your thoughts of him in Philly with that timeshare, with Penny, with Gainwell? I can just tell you how I feel about DeAndre Swift just in general, even without that, is that he just consistently, year after year, disappoints me. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so now you add him into Philly with an already crowded uh, running back room, and I just don't really have. I'm just, yeah. I mean, he he's he's an RB two for me because of that. Because I mean, he's sharing touches with Rashad Penny, Trey Sermon, and uh, Kenneth Gainwell. No Trey Sermon, but yeah, Penny and Gainwell and Boston Scott. No Trey still, Sermon. No Trey Sermon. I mean, fi- figuratively speaking, maybe he's on the roster, but I don't think he's figured. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's actually going to see any touches this year. Well, he's yeah. on the roster. I oh, he is on the okay. roster. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm just... sitting here like, wait a minute. I know he's. Okay. I think he's maybe RB five in the room. But yeah. gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. Um, sorry, I was sitting there like, wait a minute. I know he's on the team. <laughs> no, right he's on. Now. He's he's contractually <laughs> okay. obligated to All right, be the Philadelphia gotcha. Eagle. All right. I... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Um, RB twenty one last year. Uh, I'd say that's pretty close to his ceiling for him. Yeah, I mean, I love the offense. Yeah. Oh, the offense is great. There's just there's just so much there in the running back room, like we just said. But then you also are losing touches to Jalen Hurts when he decides to run, which I think he's probably going to do less this year. But there's still that that you're going to miss out on. Yeah, I mean, they like Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. Um, he's played some meaningful snaps for them in the past. And, uh, you know, Rashad Penny coming into town, you can't overlook it. I mean, he's been a uber efficient running back anytime he's been on the field in his career it's been health you know that's what's held him back but what's held deandre swift back health (laughs) i'll I'll do it for health (laughs) injuries right so they're both that you know kind maybe this is a kenny gainwell post i don't know we're making right now i don't know maybe he's like the deep dart throw you should make but um no i like the swift skill set he never truly fit into what Detroit wanted to do, I feel like. And, I don't and know if Detroit knew what they wanted to do. True. I, I do think they like Jameer Gibbs. So, yeah. Um, but I'm curious because it just wasn't a team last year in Philadelphia that dumped the ball off much um, to running backs through the air, and that is the Andre Swift, excuse me, Swift skill set. And um, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I know Penny is a guy who can you know run between the tackles and be extremely efficient, could maybe have the Miles Sanders role. I think it's a toss-up. I think if you're getting Sanders and he's the one that works out, he's like a ninth-round pick right now, right? Yeah. 
So, love that value on that offense. Yeah. I mean, Swift is like a sixth-round guy, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Swift is probably the more talented and, and the younger back, so I understand why he's going higher, but I'm not sure his skill set fits what they did as pertaining to last year. Maybe this season they shift that a little bit. They're using the running back more in the air. That's to be seen. But as of right now, I'm, I'm just I'm fading Swift a little bit because of injuries and the fact that I'm just not sure they're going to run him all that often. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Now, your 24th pick, um, Alexander Madison, uh, and his debut role as a feature back here. Yeah. Tell me what you think. How is year one as the guy going to go? Well, I mean, anytime Dalvin Cook didn't play and he filled in, uh, you know, as the feature in that offense, he was extremely efficient. Mm-hmm. Talking about a guy who was upwards of 18 to 20 points every time he started in place of Delvin Cook um, in PPR leagues. Um, if you look at some metrics, kind of middle of the road maybe as a runner sometimes, not necessarily jumping off the page um, with, like, this incredible explosive rate or anything like that. But I do think he's a guy that, you know, assuming health, he can be someone that touches the ball a lot in that backfield, and there's not much proven behind him. So... Um, on an offense that I think is going to be above average, um, the Minnesota defense is awful. I think they're going to be in contention for bottom five in the league. That means a lot of high-scoring <laughs> games. Um, and it's a Kirk Cousins, uh, Cousins-led offense. So, I mean, they're going to be airing the ball out, but Cousins isn't vulturing a bunch of rushing yards or touchdowns no. at the goal line either. Yeah. And I'm not sure um, Chandler or Nguanu or whatever, however you say his name, in the backfield behind him are, are going to do gonna, that either. Just throw that one out. Yeah, so, I mean... I just think that he's a potential high-value pick at this point. I mean, I have him at RB24. That's basically drafting him at his floor, like yeah. floor floor. He has a shot to be like a top 15 back, maybe even more, a little bit better than that. So um, if you're going with that kind of R- hero RB approach, you only have one of them through the first five rounds, let's say. Um, Addison could be an awesome find for you in the sixth round. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's some an unproven aspect to him. But, I mean, I like the situation. I like the offense. Okay. Now, you're 23rd uh, ranked here, uh, David Montgomery. Yeah. Did you ever hear of Jamal Williams? I've heard of Jamal Williams. Yeah. He did pretty good last year. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. In Detroit, yeah. And that's what you're <laughs> expecting out of David Montgomery here? Well, David Montgomery measures better in almost every aspect of running the football than yep. Jamal Williams uh, really has at any point in his career. He's younger. Um, one of the highest missed tackle rates as far as running backs go in the NFL. Um, he's been in a garbage offense his entire career. Uh, uh, no dynamics whatsoever. No passing game in Chicago. And he's he's, he's not sexy, but he's going to get a lot of goal line looks this year in Detroit because he's going to immediately uh, fill that Jamal Williams role. And, uh, you know, Jam- they're, the thing is, that's a really unique offense, the way they're going to u- utilize their running backs. Jameer Gibbs is going to catch a bunch of passes out of the backfield. But the, David Montgomery is going to probably roll the touches when it comes to handoffs and carries and stuff in the red zone. He's going to get a ton of opportunity um, just off touchdowns alone. So um, he's a great late-round dart throw right now. He's going later than I think he should. Again, it's not sexy. You want exciting anytime you're in a fantasy yeah. draft, but he's just he's not that. But, man, he's going to eat. I'm yep. excited about David Montgomery. Yeah, me too. Moving on, we both have J.K. Dobbins at 22. Um, so news yesterday, J.K. Dobbins activated off, and by yesterday, I mean August 14th. 
<laughs> this is being recorded August 15th. So just yeah. in case, depending on when this comes out. <laughs> um, so J.K. Dobbins activated from the pup list. Um, so he's going to be back at practice. Um, another one of those, like, I don't know. We, we've seen so little from him. Uh, uh, but what we've seen has been so we, sweet. What we've seen has been great. But uh, I think I can count on one hand the amount of games I've seen in the past two years. Okay, two hands. <laughs> two hands, right. Barely, well, barely. Yeah, I mean, he may have come back a little early last year. Yeah. He didn't look right. Um, had another little procedure. Came back again after that towards the end of the last season. Looked great. Mm-hmm. Looked really good. Um, he's another one where I feel like you're drafting him at his floor. Right. Um, there's so much potential. This kind of figures into the the hero RB or the zero RB approach where you can get these guys in the fifth and sixth or when it comes to Montgomery, seventh or eighth round yeah. and just load up on other positions, QB and receiver and tight end. So um, I, I love the upside. I love the, the change in offensive coordinator over there and how they've loaded up with different weapons, how they want to let Lamar cook. That could also translate to a lot more or at least marginally more um, passes to the running back. I mean, J.K. Dobbins, the, one of the big things that's always been scary about him is he doesn't catch the ball because he's a Raven. Um, right. It's just not going to happen regardless. Yeah, I mean, it, but this season, fully healthy, he's playing for a contract. I mean, they're going to run the heck out of him because mm-hmm. why not? <laughs> that's how you treat running backs in today's NFL. So um, I like Dobbins. You draft him at his floor right now. He has potential to be an RB1. I mean, he genuinely does. He's a very talented guy. So. Um, yeah, I don't have too much worry about Gus Edwards taking too many carries away from him either. Um, Gus Edwards is more of like a goal line type, bigger back, short yardage kind of stuff. J.K. Dobbins is going to get the lion's share of touches out of that backfield. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we share the same sentiments on that. Yeah, we move up. you want to fade him. You don't want to take him too high because there is risk, but the ceiling's there, though, with right. him, unlike maybe some of the other guys at the bottom of the RB2 range. Um, at 21, I've got David Montgomery, and you've got Kenneth Walker. We have, I missed, I had Kenneth Walker at 23. So mm-hmm. why don't you talk a little bit about Kenneth Walker and what you like there in Seattle's offense. I love Kenny Walker. I thought he was one of the really up-and-coming, emerging RBs uh, as of last year. Um, not a lot of pass-catching prowess, but a guy that can just bump off a 40- or 50-yard chunk run at any time. A violent runner, very talented runner. Um but the Zach Charbonnet pick in the second round for Seattle, I mean, it obviously changed everything. Yep. Um, Charbonnet, a little bit more of a proven pass-catching back, um, also a bigger-bodied guy who can handle goal line work. So there's an immediate conflict of interest there, and there's a lot of volatility with both of them. Um, I still love the talent of Walker, which is why I still have him you know, where I, where I have him ranked. But when push comes to shove, if you're putting a gun to my head and you're asking me which guy would I rather have in that backfield right now, I probably want Charbonnet at cost because Walker is just, you know, he's still going earlier than I would like. And I just, I, it's hard to judge that Pete Carroll <laughs> thing that's going yeah. on in Seattle with both of those running backs. I also it's, think they're going to throw the ball a lot because they also drafted JSN. You know, there's a lot of mouths to feed. Yeah, and it's still Geno Smith. I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> no, I mean, like, was last year just like a flash of the pan, or is he still going to be the Geno Smith that we had last year? Like, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there's that. And also, it just seems like just, like 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 you said, it's just the Seahawks thing. Well, it's the always kind of a committee, always kind of. I mean, one guy, you know, gets the ball more, but it's like who's going to, you know. So 
But yeah. who's going to give you the valuable fantasy exactly. touches? You know, who's going to give you the goal line? Who's going to be a pass catcher? Um, it's hard to say. That's <laughs> it's just the backfield I'm kind of avoiding. Exactly. Um, next up our list, we both have Miles Sanders. Uh, new offense. I <laughs> know. <laughs> not a better offense. Than no, last not, year. A, um. not a better offense. <laughs> I mean, great breakout season for Miles Sanders last year. Uh, breakout. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but I mean, to uh, me, like a rekindling. Yeah, there we go. We that's, maybe initially had yep. him as you know. I just don't see him repeating in you know an RB fifteen season with Carolina. I don't see Carolina. I see Carolina being behind in a lot of games. I see them trying to play catch-up a lot. I just don't see the kind of production um, being recreated that we had last year in Philadelphia. Yeah, and Chubba Hubbard's coming off a year where his efficiency actually went up last season. He wasn't awful. Um, 2021, there was a lot to be uh, yearned for. He wasn't that great. Yeah. Uh, but in 2022, um, you know, he did take a bit of a step forward. I. Truthfully, I think this is Miles Sanders' background or uh, backfield. Excuse me. I think this is is his team. That's why he signed there. It's why he signed the long term deal. Um, probably best case scenario for a player like him hitting the market. Um, I don't think it's all bad. I think there is potential for him to finish higher than this, but there is so much volatility with a rookie led offense and it's Carolina. I just don't. You know, the offensive line's underrated. It's not a bad group. It's Frank Reich over there in Carolina. He likes running the ball. We'll see what that looks like. Um, but you know, I, I think right now you're, you're drafting him as an RB two. You hope he ends as like the middling kind of middle of the range, fifteen to eighteen RB two. Mm-hmm. You're drafting him certainly not as at his ceiling at this point, but um, he, he's just a guy that you know. It's it's hard to get excited about players going to what feel like essentially a, it's a full rebrand in Carolina. You don't know what it looks like, so there's a lot of uncertainty there. I like the player. Um, don't hate the pick, but I'm not. I'm not trying to to, to pay beyond ADP on him right now. I'm not reaching on yeah. Miles Sanders. I, for I, example, I agree. I'm not. I'm not crazy high on Sanders either. And um, looking ahead, I couldn't help myself here at 19. You have um, <clears throat> one of the guys I'm a lot higher on, mm. Cam Akers. I've got Jameer Gibbs at 19. Um, Akers. I mean, I'll t- I'll talk about him now, even sure. though I, I could talk about him later. Akers, I just feel like this is... We started off the season, everybody thinking it was going to be his year, and then, what, game one, he didn't even see the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about disappointing. <laughs> um, no, I just feel like that this year, you know, the backfield's his. Um, there's nobody really there in contention with him. I think the offense is going to be a lot better than it was last year. It was just uh, kind of a nightmare situation for L.A. with injuries to both Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and... It was it was it was it was not it was not a good look. So coming into this season, I uh, pretty high on Cam Akers. I'm I'm all aboard the Cam Akers train. He ended the season really well last year. But does momentum carry over season to season? I hope so. Well, he, he was great down the stretch. Yeah, he was awesome. And it's it's like the shiny new thing. You're like, oh yes, <laughs> yes. At the end of the tunnel, there's the pot of gold. Listen. He's never finished better than RB35 in any year of his career, <laughs> okay? He's not been able to, to hold up from a physical standpoint, from a durability standpoint. A lot standpoint, of injuries. I mean, a lot he... of injuries. And I, I just, I don't know. I have him in that top 20 because I think they want to run him into the ground. 
Yep. I'm not a big Zach Evans fan or Kyron Williams. No. Or, my God, it's Kyron <laughs> Williams. Have you seen him play football? It's not great. So I just I, I think this team is teetering somewhere along the edge of either they're going to just scrape and claw and fight their way to maybe be a wild card team, or it's, we're talking about one of the worst teams in the league. There's going to be no in-between. Um, if the former happens, great. Cam Akers has a shot, assuming he can stay healthy and be on the field. Still don't think the offensive line is very good, but you know it is still a Sean McVay offense. Stafford looks like he's going to be ready to go. Cup's healthy. Um, they need someone to be back there, and they want to run the ball. They want to be somewhat balanced. So just almost by default, Cam Akers is a guy that I'm willing to take a shot on. But I got to be honest, a lot of people are higher on him than me. I'm not. I don't feel great <laughs> about the Cam Akers experiment right now. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got Jameer Gibbs at that 19 spot, only two higher than David Montgomery. Kind of like whenever we did bring up David Montgomery, and you asked me if I uh, ever seen Jamal Williams play, and that's kind of the role I think that uh, Montgomery's going to take this year more of the goal line, right? Kind of thing. So I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be the premier ball carrier. Um, He's the new and improved Swift. Exactly. That's what he is. Right, exactly. So that's why I have him just a couple spots higher than Montgomery there. Uh, moving up to 18, you've got James Conner. I've got Damian Pierce. Conner, I think we all know what you're going to get out of James Conner by this point in his career. Um, Volume. Yeah, exactly. Volume. Pass catching. Yep. Um, there's no one behind him in the backfield. Doesn't feel much better than the Cam Akers experiment. Either one could work. Either one could Exactly. They both have had durability issues. <laughs> so, you know, the more I'm uh, speaking right now, I'm feeling like maybe I should move Miles Sanders up to 18. <laughs> I don't know. But but um, it comes down to volume. James Conner uh, was outstanding last year, specifically when Kyler Murray wasn't on the field, which it looks like this season is going to be Might looking a way. lot like that. Yep. So um, he's a guy that catches the ball a lot. He's good at the goal line. He gets you the short yardage, you know, conversions and whatnot. And there's Keontae Ingram is the guy behind him. They got nothing behind him. Right. It's a bad football team. Uh, their defense is going to stink. They're going to have to try to score points. He's going to get a lot of points in garbage time. Um, it's one of those things where you got to kind of ignore what your eyes see and know what where the volume takes you and know where those you know it's that fantasy game where like you're you're betting against guys who are more talented because you know what opportunities might arise. <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm not a not a big Connor guy, but you know, at this point, you know, he's going. Mid to late six consistently. That shouldn't happen with with the amount of workload he's going to get. It's a steal. Right. So, moving up to seventeen, Damian Pierce for you, and Aaron Jones for me. So I wanted to save to talk about Damian Pierce since I had him at eighteen. You've got him at seventeen here. What I like about Damian Pierce is, you know, maybe just slightly um, improved offense from last year. Now I don't know. I mean, the receivers still are kind of questionable to say the least uh, uh dalton schultz and then we finally get away from the davis mills led offense we get rookie cj stroud not the greatest uh first outing in the first preseason game but that's okay that's what the preseason's for get those bad like four yards away. yeah or something <laughs> two drives four yards a pick yeah, yeah pretty on. great uh but uh but no, with damian pierce um we talked about this in previous episodes i feel like last year with that offense, it was basically the Damian Pierce show, and pretty solid. Hit a rookie wall for sure. Had uh, some injury issues and missed the tail end of the season. Uh, I feel like this year with the added pieces they have now, what you know, 
they beat that great or not, some of the pressure comes off of him, and I think that he's able to just produce a little bit better. So that's why I have him where he is. I mean, I think he's an every down back. Devin Singletary is there, and we'll probably take away some touches from him, but not to the point that I'm necessarily worried about it. Yeah, I think his ceiling is just limited because of that. I think mm-hmm. he, he's never going to have like a through the roof, through the roof, excuse me, um, pass catching opportunity. I think they brought Singletary in for a reason. But I loved the way Pierce ran last year. I thought he ran violently. I thought he ran downhill. He was a strong runner, runner between the tackles. He was a little bit of a kind of a surprise to me. I didn't know a lot about him, you know, coming out of school. He's a fourth round pick. They like him, and I get it. Uh, I think they're going to lean on him quite a bit. You got a rookie quarterback. You like that kind of narrative, so I think he can be a good player. I just don't think there's a lot of pass catching upside, like I said. So it's just you know he's a limited ceiling overall, but a good player. So you know, I mean, we have him pretty similarly ranked. So I think we're on the same page with that one. Yep. Um, I have Aaron Jones in that spot. Like Aaron Jones, like what he can do in the passing game, especially. Uh, with A.J. Dillon on the roster, he's going to eat up a lot of the touchdowns, and that's just evident year in and year out. As far as you know, productivity goes, Aaron Jones is your RB9 last year, and with the value you're getting him at coming off the board, at least I don't have the AP right in front of me. Uh, you're but, looking at like uh, late third, early fourth. Yeah. yeah. So with that value, I, I'm all about it. No, I, I get it. Um you know, I I think he's kind of a screaming value. I think we're looking at a guy that hasn't fallen out of the top 10 RBs since 2018, since he was basically given any type of feature role whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He's um, not a he's 28 years old, but not a ton of miles on him. I think it's more so the, the Jordan Love effect. I think we're concerned about not knowing what direction the offense goes in under Jordan Love. Personally, you know, Aaron Jones managed to be RB9 last year with virtually no – I think he had two rushing touchdowns. Um, A.J. Dillon did not impress me <laughs> last year. They're going to continue using him. It's going to be a two-man backfield, but um, I think there's a world where if you see some positive regression in in the rushing touchdown category for Aaron Jones, the dude he could sneak into the top eight again, and you're getting him in some drafts in the early fourth, mid-fourth. I mean, it's it's he's a talented guy. He's, he's explosive. Not, literally nothing points to him having lost a step. Uh, and all the reports coming out of camp are great, too. So it's really a matter of, do you think Jordan Love hurts his value that much that a guy who was consistently going early second round is now an early to mid-fourth round guy after, after one season? I don't I don't know. I think that's. I think you have to buy the dip on him a little yeah. bit. I think, I think he's been faded a little too far, and uh, he's a talented guy. He just signed another deal, too. He's still getting paid real money this year to play running back. So, you know, follow the money. <laughs> Moving up to 16, um, John, you have Travis Etienne. Mm. I have Dalvin Cook, mm. fresh off his new contract mm. with the New York Jets. Mm. Give me the Dalvin Cook take. I'm <laughs> ready for it. The people are ready. So, okay, I'm going to give you my actual Dalvin Cook take. Um, this ranking was done before he had the new deal there with the Jets. I'm so... Whew, I don't know how I feel about being with the Jets. I feel like we know Aaron Rodgers wants him to be there, so he's going to be part of the game plan. I think he's going to probably get the bulk of the pass-catching work between him and uh, Brees Hall. You know, it is funny, all of a sudden, Brees Hall begins practicing as soon as uh, Dalvin Cook gets signed. 
yeah. we'll see when he's ready to, I don't know, take some snaps. Do you think this is close or comparable to what Detroit's doing right now with multiple running backs in that backfield? Because I don't think mm-hmm. there's like a true pass catcher in the Jets' backfield. Cook has caught the ball. Hall can catch the ball. But our, there's not like the Jameer Gibbs oh, okay. prototype yeah. guy in, in the Jets' system. So like, what's that going to look like? You know what I mean? So basically what, 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 what I see that looking at is look at Aaron Rodgers and, I mean, he just absolutely loves those little one to two yard touchdown passes to a running back. Sure, yeah. So that's where I see Dalvin Cook getting a lot of, you know, points at. So yeah, that's kind of my my thing there. And like, like I said at the beginning, we know Aaron Rodgers wanted him on the team. We talked about this before, how it was sort of the Tom Brady similar scenario in, in Tampa Bay. Like, you got a year or two, maybe, and, you know, yeah, let's, the let's two-year just, window, they're just going for exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Load up on who he wants, and let's see what happens. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at the, the game log here from last season. Brees Hall, week one had nine targets. Week three had 11 targets. Two different times he had six catches, and he only played five weeks last year before the uh, the knee injury. So um, he was clearly looked at as someone who could catch the ball a lot out of the backfield last year. Now, that's with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. Right, and so, like, to me, Ronald that's... McDonald and... <laughs> To me, that's inferior quarterback play looking for a way out of a... Sure. You know, not understanding what to no, do with No, I, I think that's valid. I, and I think that's what makes it hard. Yeah. Because they're both capable. So how, what's the utilization really going to be? I don't know. Also, how healthy is Brees Hall? <laughs> exactly. No <laughs> so, idea. I mean, it seems like you know, he's starting to practice, and it looks like he's, he's on track for week one. But I think that's maybe the bigger elephant in the room is, like, how healthy is he actually? So talk about Travis Etienne a little bit. That's your uh, pick for 16 here. Yeah, I faded him a little bit. He's he's higher on a lot of other people's boards. I love the talent. I love the explosiveness. Um, I love the fact that he played with Trevor Lawrence in college. I like the fact that he was a prominent pass catcher in college at Clemson with Trevor Lawrence. Um, however, that didn't really translate to last season. Um, it was his year two in the league, but essentially his rookie year because he didn't yeah. play his first season with the Achilles injury. So, um, you know, that's worth noting. Context certainly matters. But, um, you know, he displayed a lot in terms of just when he's in space, he is such a burst. And he's he's really just an excellent athlete. Um, but there were concerns I had with him, um, just kind of his running vision, the fact that he didn't seem surprisingly like a super confident pass catcher in the backfield. So I'm, Fumbles a lot. Yeah, I just... You know, I think there's a lot of talent there. And, again, I'm almost looking at 2022 as his rookie year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, draft and tank Bigsby, you know, they already had Jamichael Hasty, who we know can, can spell some work and catch the ball to the backfield as well. They like Bigsby a lot. Um, and, you know, Etienne's still going to be the one in that backfield, and I think he's good enough and it's going to be, you know, a good enough offense overall that he's going to have good days, but he's going to be a little more boomer bust than I probably prefer. So, I have no idea what just happened in the background. Something there. exploded. <laughs> Something happened. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's get back on track. Let's move on to 15. <laughs> uh, that's where I have K-Makers and you have Jameer Gibbs, two guys we kind of already touched on. Yeah. Um, you're higher on Gibbs than I am. I'm higher on Akers than you are. We kind of went over those uh, differences already. So let's move on to 14 where you have Aaron Jones and I have Brees Hall. And once again, this was done before the signing of Dalvin Cook. So, sure. 
<sighs> I should have made some changes before we pushed record, huh? No, it's, I mean, it's But, hard. I mean, I, I honestly probably would have just moved him down a spot and kept him and Dalvin Cook right next to each other. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's, I just, I don't know how they're going to be utilized yet in that offense, so it's. Well, it's tough, but can I just touch on one thing quickly with Jameer Gibbs? Yes. Because we didn't really dive into him yet. Yeah. We talked more about Montgomery, and we understand the goal line role and all that stuff. Jameer Gibbs was drafted 12th overall. Mm. 12th. Was it a reach? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but that, they, they got their guy. Yeah. Um, and that he is he embodies what they wanted DeAndre Swift to be all along. Um, every report, every account, kind of reflects on this kid as being a really smart football player. Um, and you know, and he's just a dynamic runner. He's great with the ball in his hands, really good in space. But the concern with him is generally, well, he's not going to get the lion's share of the carries, probably. So how how do we warrant his current ADP? You're talking about a guy kind of mid third round, sometimes <laughs> late. How does that make sense? So I, I had an interesting little little factoid here. Okay. Um, both Alvin and Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey, in their rookie years, didn't even register thirty percent of their team's total carries in those okay. seasons. They finished as the RB three and the RB nine, respectively. Purely out of their pass catching yep. ability, who they were as pass catchers out of the backfield. They were full committees. You know, uh, Ingram was there for Kamara. You know what I mean? It was a whole, you know, there was a lot going on, um, and, and people were concerned. But in a full PPR format, which is the context we speak within, right? Yep. Jameer Gibbs can still eat, even if he only has, I don't know, 140 carries, 160 carries this year. Mm-hmm. Imagine if he gets 200-plus yeah. carries. I mean, there's there's a huge ceiling for Jameer Gibbs. I actually, I, It seems scary, but I think there's it's just something you want to look at really, really hard as a, as a league manager because – you can snag him end of the third as even your first RB. Let's maybe you get two stud receivers rounds one and two. I don't know what that looks like, but he could be outstanding, even relative to his current draft position. So just don't don't roll him out. Don't think, oh, this is all, you know, smoke and mirrors. I don't think it is. I think they're gonna ride him hard right out of the bat. And um, you know, those stats kind of prove that even if you're just purely a pass catching back out of your, you know, if you're efficient, you can be excellent. And I think he might he might fit that mold. So I just wanted to hit that real quick. Yeah. With him. No, I'm glad you did. Thank you um, for interrupting me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. No, yeah. Awesome take here. Uh, we're moving on to 13, uh, where you have Brees Hall. I had him at 14. Yeah. And I have Travis Etienne. Just a little bit higher on him than you are. I just really liked what he did last year. Obviously, we've, we touched on kind of the problems with his game, but also thinking about how, like, basically that's his rookie season. Uh, just looking for a lot of growth this year coming into year three yep. uh, with ETN. Uh, Brees Hall, you can talk about it if you want to, I know. Uh, he's 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 frustrating. A lot of people love him. I love him. He's awesome. It, his I mean, dynasty he was, outlook he is was, probably still great yeah. beyond this season. He is young, excuse me. He's very young, and but the knee injury it was just super unfortunate, and now it's just a, such a committee approach because it's not just him in that backfield. You have Michael Carter, you have Zonovan Knight, you have Izzy Abanaconda. You, <laughs> you have love this that dude. Huge backfield in New York. I mean, it's just it's so murky, and um, I have him at thirteen right now, just purely because of his 
ability level, but he's inevitably going to get dropped on my list here, I think, over the next week or so. Oh, agreed. I, yeah. Guys, that does it for our list of our, um, well, half of our list of our top 24 running backs. Tune in next time where we go 12 to 1. We talk about what we like there. As always, follow us on all of our social platforms, Twitter, I'm putting in parentheses through the air, X, <laughs> and Instagram, um, both at FF Blackboard. We'll be putting out a lot of content. Um, we're going to get more episodes recorded here soon. All throughout the season, we're going to dip into some DFS stuff once the season starts. Also, we'll get into sports betting, mainly football betting. I don't know why I said sports. And um, all kinds of more fantasy-related stuff for you. So we appreciate you listening. Once again, this has been Fantasy Football Blackboard. And we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.